0: Reset the switch, and the lights came on, and he thought no more about it until the next night when the same three lights were out again and again he turned them on. On the third night, the electrician got a thermos of coffee and waited in his truck in the parking lot. Around ten o'clock, he saw someone in a hooded sweatshirt leave the hospital, walk up the ramp, open the breaker box, and turn off the lights. The electrician capped the thermos and stepped down from the truck. Cleverly, He did not call out or make noise, and he almost caught up with the tall hooded figure without a chase, but not quite. There was a chase, and the electrician was not a fast runner, and the one who put the lights out would have got away, except that he made the mistake of veering into the hospital gardens, which were in a courtyard with no other way out. There the electrician caught him by the arm and pulled the hood back, and saw that it was only a kid. Not so fast, you, he said. What's your name? "'Pierre Hunter,' said Pierre. "'My girlfriend's on the third floor. She can't sleep because of the lights.' "'Let me tell you something,' said the electrician. "'Tampering with hospital electricity is not only illegal, it's dangerous. You could cut somebody's life support off. Did you ever think of that?' "'As if they would run the power for something like that through the parking lot,' said Pierre. "'Oh, you're a wiring expert now.' and there's a diagram inside the cover. Yes, quite, said the electrician. I drew it, but tell me this, how are you opening the lock? The combination's on the back, said Pierre. They went to the breaker box, where the electrician saw that it was true. Gonna defeats the purpose, he said. He reset the circuit, but as chance would have it, while two of the lights came on and stayed on, the third flared and burned out. Is that the one? said the electrician. I think it is. I guess she will sleep okay tonight. What Pierre had done could have been interpreted as a misguided attempt to override an uncaring bureaucracy, and the hospital knew this. Rebecca Lee was not the only one who had complained about the lights and the sound they made, so instead of going to the police, the chief of security just told Pierre to stay out of the hospital, and the parking lot, too. One night, during Pierre's banishment from the hospital grounds, a friend of Rebecca's named Carrie Sloan came to the hunter place, above the town of Shale, where Pierre lived in a big house on three acres with his mother and father and their dog, a Labrador retriever named Monster. Pierre had been out in the yard listening to the owls in the hemlocks, and now he and Carrie talked in the garage by the sabermowers. Listen, Rebecca's breaking up with you, said Carrie. She wanted you to be the first to know. Oh, good, said Pierre. Sorry. But you knew before I did. Well, you're among the first. She could have called. She can't deal with the phone right now, Pierre. Have somebody dial and hold the receiver. Is the phone the real issue, said Carrie Sloane. Probably not, right? Of course, it must be painful and everything. It's not because of the light. No, she's forgotten all about that. There is no why, Pierre. It is what it is. What does that mean? Think about it. Of course, it is what it is. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be. Well, it's a very popular thing to say. I guess it means, too damn bad, ain't it? If that's what you want it to mean, she agreed. Even before she got sick, I couldn't tell if she wanted to go with me anymore. Well, now you know. She doesn't. Ever write me a letter? I'll pass along your request, but I can't make any promises. Turning toward a white MGA in the garage, she asked, Is that your car? I can drive it, said Pierre. It's not mine, per se. They stood and looked at the two-seat convertible. The tense curve of the back fenders gave way to a long sweep of side panels, and the grille reclined sharply between eager round headlamps. Let's go for a spin, said Carrie. Okay, jump in. Pierre revved the MGA and bolted up to the power station that some called Frankenstein's playground and parked at the chain-link gate. They hardly talked along the way because the ride took only a few minutes. It's beautiful.